You're listening to The Fashion Detour, a show that provides insights into the minds of creatives within the fashion industry. My name is Michal Goldfein, and I'm sitting down with the creators to talk about their processes, their inspirations, and lessons they've learned along the way. thrilled because this week we have a guest. Her name is Valerie Stabnitzer, and she is the owner of Valerie's Boutique. How are you today? I'm good. Thank God. How are you? I am doing great. Well, I I just wanted to give the listeners out there a little bit of uh, an introduction of how I connected with you. And I think that what immediately drew me towards you and your brand was that I was reading about your story about being an Orthodox Jewish mom that um, struggled with covering her hair. And that Mm -hmm. really resonated with me because growing up, I was modern Orthodox and I wore pants and it was definitely something that I grappled with. And it was a tough decision to choose to cover my hair, Um, Mm -hmm. especially just because I was worried, like, I, I kind of was worried that I couldn't be fashionable and modest at the same time. Yeah, and also yeah. being, being able to express myself, it was always a huge part of my identity to, you know, want to look good and want to just, you know, it was just something exciting for me that I was always able to express myself that way. So I was definitely... Right anxious about it in the beginning. Thank God I don't have those, you know, worries uh, about that anymore. But that was just something that, you know, immediately made me connected to you. So thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me how Valerie's Boutique was born? Sure. Um, So in 2014, I had just pretty much I had my daughter in 2012, and I had just gotten married. I got married when I was 19 years old. I became religious probably a year. Like, I solidified my um, commitment to becoming religious. I guess that's the best way to say that um, when I was 18, and I got married at 19. So everything kind of came very, very quickly. I grew up in a very, um, I call it from-hearted home. So we weren't, you know, we ate out at the Cheesecake Factory, Shabbos, we lit candles, and we had like a party. It wasn't really Shabbos. The TV was on, music was on. It wasn't truly what Shabbos, um, I, the Shabbos that I love now. Um, and I always had this, um, I always had this love of Judaism instilled in me and love of God instilled in me. Like I would, I said Shema in my worst moments in my very not from kosher moments. I still always said Shema. So for me, um, when I became religious, one thing that was very, very difficult for me was, was modesty. Just the whole idea of modesty because I so much based my worth off of my looks because that's the only thing growing up that I really felt I got recognition for. Um, and for me, the more you show, the more you get looks, the more you get recognition, which is a very um, illusionary feeling because that's not really what, what it is, you know. Um, and I base myself, I base my worth on how I look. So for me to cover my hair was very, very hard. I also um, get 
I also recently I just got treatment for it, but I always got migraines and headaches. So mm-hmm. on top of that, on top of becoming a new mom, on top of living this life that I honestly didn't know very much about. I mean, I knew that I wanted it. I knew that I loved it. I got the questions that I needed answered. But for me, um, long story short, covering my hair was super duper hard because my hair was, you know, I have six straight hair and everybody who has the opposite wants the opposite, you know, so I always curled yeah. my hair. Um, when I started wearing wigs, I was actually quite shocked at how uncomfortable it was. I did not have a good experience with my first um like wig shopping, I mm. thought everything was good, but it kind of just, they put on a color on me that was lit, almost black. And I have like light brown hair. And at that time, you know, I had like a few blonde highlights too. Like it was definitely just not my color. It was so uncomfortable. I no, Nobody taught me how to wear it. And at the time that I started covering my hair, which is like a like a like I've been in this business for like seven years now, I could not find anything that was less than forty five dollars on sale with like a beautiful embellishment on it. And to be completely honest, like living a from life is not is not cheap. It's expensive. And it just gets even more expensive, especially when you start to have kids and tuition and all of that, which I'm grateful that I can pay for. But, you know, it it can't be spending $45 on berets every, you know, every couple of months. And it's not like you can just wear one beret or one headband. You know, we cover our hair every single day. And it's almost impossible for you to cover your hair with a wig every single day if you're like me and you get headaches and it's uncomfortable and you're very sensory, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like a much bigger deal. Like one thing becoming um, sneeze and then adding on hair covering and just getting used to this whole new life. And I just, I just, I just one, one Saturday night, my husband and I were going on a date. I, it happened to be that Shabbos. I had some, some women over and we were all talking about, you know, should I start this? Because I, I was like, I really want like berets. I really want head coverings that are easy. And they actually were not, some of them were not married at the time. And they told me like, I'm not covering my hair. It's too expensive. It's too uncomfortable. This is ridiculous. Like there's, no, there's no point in doing it. I don't want to be resentful for the rest of my life. Like, and I was like, I have to do something. Like, I have to do something. I worked so hard to become religious, and I and I worked so hard. I mean, I remember the day I gave away my jeans and the day I took out, like, you know, my piercings, you know? Like, I remember mm. those days, and I just, to make all of those big sacrifices in my mind, because I was basically saying, the way that I used to worry to myself, I'm going to put that away, and I'm going to go into this territory that is so uncomfortable, but I... But as I was taking on modesty, I felt so much more vile, like so much more um, valued and so much more respected, and like I was actually gaining a a true sense of worth to myself. And I was just like, we have to do something about this head covering situation. So Saturday night, I went with my husband to Michael's. I bought this like. They had, I'm serious, I had this, like, beaten up Forever 21 chocolate brown beret that I used to wear with, like, cute, cute jeans, like a V-neck T-shirt with my belly button showing. I took that beret with me to Michael's, and I just picked out a, like, beautiful, like, they have, like, those jewelry-making, so the jewelry-making section, and they had this beautiful, uh, like, applique that I just glued on to that beret and I had a personal Instagram at the time. I took a picture and like I pulled like the women in my community, like, do you, do you need this? Do you want this? You know, like, should I do this? And I got my first order. What? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it was crazy. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I hope Michaels has, like, so many of these applications because I had no idea about factories or researching or this or that resource, you know? Like, I was just going to Michaels, going to Claire's, to getting, like, whatever I could find. And I literally would have a buffet table in my house of, like, choices. 
women would come, they would pick out what they wanted, and I would make it for them. You know, wow. so that's, that's in a very long, sorry, but a long <laughs> explanation, that's how it started. Um, but it's, it's much more than just like selling accessories, because this is not supposed to be a business. It was, it's more of like what modesty truly is, and that is so much self-worth and so much more, you know, like, again, that same feeling of modesty for me, it can't say for everybody, but for me really gave me this, I am in control of my body. I'm in control of how you speak to me, how you look at me. Like I have that control. So, and I have that worth. So that's really the basis of this. That's really yeah. beautiful and really, <laughs> really you. inspiring. So <laughs> Thanks. how would you describe the aesthetic of your brand? Sure. So I would describe it as an elegant, um, classy, and more feminine twist on hair accessories with like a little pop of edge here and there. Um, you know, I have, I have, you know, newlyweds coming in buying things and I have grandmothers buying things. So I would say that I really can um, offer it, offer my designs to a range of people. Um, and I really am more of, again, that elegant, classy look. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to anything else. So that I would say that's kind of like my niche and what I try to cater to and what I really truly am. I'm actually very simple, um, but I do have, I try to like change it up and, and add a little bit more funky here, a little bit muted here. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely yeah. noticed that, that you have like the elements of, you know, with the, you know, whether it's, it could be like a very, you know, subtle, um, you know, neutral, like a pale pink or something like that. But then there'll yes. be pearls on it or just like, just right. like that little bit of something special to make it, you know, to mm-hmm. elevate it. So definitely right. I see that. So you live it's in really Chicago. Like a, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to cut Sorry. you off. You live in Chicago. No, that's okay. How would you say style is different there versus New York? I'm, I'm in New York. So I'll say, like, from what I've noticed from doing this for, a lot, for so long, I would say you definitely have the people here who definitely, like, gravitate more to, gravitate tor- more towards, excuse me, sorry, I'm tired, <laughs> um, that gravitate more towards, like, the edgier, uh, more, like, solid, you know, look. You definitely have that here. But I would say Chicago is more, like, like, like simple, but they want some, some glam at the same time. You know, like certain things that will do, like beanies don't do as well here as they do in New York, I think. And, you know, like top knots do not work here. Like I don't even bring them in. Like the, because it just doesn't work here. Nobody wants it. Everybody feels uncomfortable wearing it. Um, So I don't bring top, like the top knot that, you know, like the top knot right in the top, not the turban. Turbans work well here. I would say like it's a little bit more edgy and more risky like that they like that style better in New York I would say and here it's like a little bit more like my brand like a little bit more simple more feminine kind of feel yeah, yeah. that's so cool I've never been to Chicago so <laughs> yeah it'll, it'll yeah. Uh, have to be next up on my on my list of places yeah. to go yeah I heard yeah. they have really good burgers <laughs> we do that is true we do we do so uh I love glitz and having fun with my accessory choices um so how do you decide what influences your choice in terms of the embellishment? Oh, my gosh, so many things. I, you know, I remember when I first started, I would walk into Walmart and I would see earrings and I would snap them off and put them on a beret. It's kind of just like, you know, I definitely will now look at, like, the runway and the fashion trends and this and that. I have, like, a whole, you know, like, mood board. I, you know, cut it from for magazines and put them on a board and they look at that but I would say it kind of just flows I don't really know how to explain it it just kind of flows you know 
I'm like constantly researching. I love what I do. Like I'm constantly looking for new appliques or looking for new designs or seeing something on a purse, let's say, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to make an applique like that. And I can, I can actually like design my own applique or I'm, or I like for this most recent collection, I broke apart an older applique that I have a lot of and I created something entirely different from it. It kind of just flows. That's amazing. And have you always had this creative um, like background? Do you feel good, like go- growing up you had that in I don't know. You know, I'll tell you this. I was going for my master's in psychology specializing in trauma or addictions. I was still deciding which one I was going to do. And then I was, got pregnant with my son, and I was like, no, I'm going to continue doing this, Valerie's Boutique. So, you know, when I was little, I enjoyed, like, you know, beading and all these kinds of things, but I never, like, I did not know how to sew. I learned to sew on YouTube and with a little bit of help from my mother-in-law. You know, like I didn't I, – I saw my grandmother always sewing, and that really connected us, so maybe that's where I get it from. But I'll tell you that both my parents are entrepreneurs. My father is a photographer, professional photographer, and my mother owns a spa, and she's the esthetician. And they both kind of are creative in their own way and have their own type of art. So I think it's really from, from them. Yeah, and, you know, you're, you're a mom, so – and as yeah. a mom myself, I'm always in a rush, on the go. Yeah. What's, what's one accessory staple that you can't live without? From my collection, my beret. Like either my pom-pom beret or beret with an embellishment. It's the easiest thing to throw on. It's so comfortable. You barely feel it on your head. So that is like definitely, that's what I wear usually like when I wake up like five minutes before I have to like be at drop-off, you know? And I just <laughs> throw it on. So. You look, you yeah. look like the chicest mom on the block, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh, it's such a, you know, Instagram is like this beautiful place. It's not like that in real life. So, yeah. <laughs> I totally get it. My husband makes fun of me all the time because, like, I'll put on, like, the craziest outfit with that does not match at all with, like, my pajamas mm-hmm. and ego run to Exactly, CBS that was me today. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, he'll be like, if only Instagram could see you now. I Right, I think, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. okay. For example, you have girls' accessories like mm-hmm. the. Um, oh, you know what? Let me go back to the since we were talking about the beret. So your cashmere yeah. Angelina beret is so chic. Yeah. What are your you. favorite um, caps, headbands, and beanies from your collection? Sure. So from my most recent one, uh, my favorite cap is going to be the Bella cap because it's just like a very simplistic crystal heart that matches everything. And people who like usually go for a very simple base love that cap because it's very simple, but it has that one heart that really pulls it together. Um, so I would say that's my favorite. I took one of those for myself. Um, in terms of my headbands, it's really kind of like a tough choice. I'm going to take a look right now. I, I am obsessed with the Angelina, to be completely honest with you. Those crystals are like so very much me. So I would say the Angelina um, headband from my most recent collection I love. And then um, my favorite beret this season is definitely the Angelina as well. And the Blair, which is those um, hearts that have like the gold detailing and the black inside. That's been very popular and I love that one too. So I know. It's so hard to choose. It's like choosing your favorite child. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. And then there's always, like, the classics, like the pom-pom beret or, like, I have a, like, Marc Jacobs-inspired beret that I've been doing literally since I've, like, started. So, you know, there's always those classics as well. 
And you also have girls' accessories, which is mm-hmm. great. I, yeah. I love, in particular, the Brielle Black and Pearl Star Girls Headband. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's so yeah. fun. And Thank you. I, mean, I have three daughters. I'm sure oh, they all I have to send that. you some. <laughs> yeah. They're so cute. So how do you approach making products for women and kids? Because sometimes it's like, yeah. you know, sometimes – something could be worn by both. And then there's like this fine line between, right. you know, QC, but at, or classy, but funky, you know what I mean? Right. So I, I kind of, you know, I think it's just, I always gravitate towards more elegant styles. Um, so that's kind of what, you know, the Brielle headbands, because there's three different ways I made it, because there's three different stars, or actually there's really four, but right now I only have three left of the stars, like the different styles. And I really, you know, I have I have um, a seven-year-old daughter, Abigail, and I have a two-year-old daughter, Dolly. I have a son in the middle, Mayor, who's five. And I just kind of think of what my daughter will like, and I make it. I also try to make things that could be mommy and me, you know, because we like to match. So, you know, and the girls' line kind of came about because I was inspired by my daughter and because while I was in products and um, appliques and patches and all these different things for the women's, I stumbled upon a lot of things for girls. So, and I got requests to bring in girls' products as well and make girls' products. So that's kind of how that happened. Yes, and, I mean, it's so great now that the headband trend is back in style because yeah. – it's just fun, you know? Right, right. That and I definitely has, do have, like, moms and girls getting the same headband um, to match as well. So, yeah. so what are your favorite girls' accessories? Um, from this collection? Yeah. I would agree on the Brielle headband for sure. Um, I personally really like the Brielle soft headband. It's just silver stars, and it matches so many things. I actually um, bought a dress for my daughter and added those stars onto the dress. So she has this whole, like, matching ensemble ensemble now. So um, that's definitely my favorite. And then, like, for my youngest, I have clips as well that have some fur behind the star. That's really beautiful as well. Very subtle, very elegant, but really pulls it together. I love the uh, lily headband. It's just so, like, ethereal. You can mm-hmm. see, you know, you could wear it as like a, you know, yeah. if a little girl's like a flower girl walking mm-hmm. down the aisle. Um, yes. So they're just, they're really fun. I feel like you, you have a lot of variety, which is nice. So there's, Thank you. there's definitely a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. And also you've got your, you know, your baby bow headbands that are the cutest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny because my, my, like my daughter, all of my kids, like, I don't know why I was never a huge, like, I, I never like put on the headbands or whatever. I wish I did because then. I, I didn't never, either. No. Yeah. Uh, no, I really I didn't. I didn't really put headbands on her at all. Um, but I think it's, yeah. I think it's, turned into a bigger trend now than it was, Mm -hmm. you know, years ago. I just think that, like, all of a sudden now everyone's, you know, going crazy, accessorizing, which is is so cute. And it's it's totally, you know... I just laugh at how, like... It's fun. It's fun, yeah. And I laugh at how, like, I... Then then all of a sudden, like, I'd wake up, like, like when my daughter was two and be like, oh, I'm going to put on a headband today. And then she would mm-hmm. not, she would be taking it off yeah. every single second. Uh-huh. So yeah. either yeah. You, you do yeah. it from the get-go and you start right away right. or they're not wearing it. <laughs> right, right. But, we waited. She started wearing hers when she saw her friends wearing them. So that's how we started. 
Yeah. So as a, as a mom, is it hard that work life balance? Oh my gosh, yeah. Life. There's no balance. <laughs> People say there's. I mean, I it's just like there's no balance. No balance. It, you know, it, it, it's just you have to figure out what your priority is, and you have to be real with yourself and ask have help when you need it. Um, and I try to stay off my phone as much as I can. I, I used to religiously delete the apps off of my phone when I was with my kids, and then it got very hard to continue to do that um, and keep reloading it and forgetting my password a million times. So, um, But I do. I really try to be off my phone. Um, but it is. It's hard. I have a really hectic schedule. I only have two and a half hours in the morning to work, and then I'm with my kids the entire day until my husband comes home, and then I work at night. So... Um, it's very, wow. it's very hard. It's not, it's not easy. Um, and there, at least for me, there is no balance. It's just about what the priority is and taking each moment by each moment. Yeah. And I also have to make that, um, you know, what's, what's the word like that? Uh, it's kind of like a decision that you make that, you know, right. uh, this is the time where my, like, like I'm, I'm type, I'm the type of person though, that I, I, I'm pretty good with like, it's either all or nothing. Like, when I'm with my kids, right. I'm with my kids. When I'm on, when right. I'm doing, you know, Instagram or with my husband, that's what I'm doing. When I'm at work, I'm at work. And I'm pretty good at just like compartmentalizing things. So that's awesome. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, and listen, whatever. Like sometimes, I mean, with a business like you have, it's obviously very different because you know, right. I I could sit here saying, well, if I don't go on Instagram tonight, like my world, my world is not going to be shattered. But right. in the business world, when you're selling things, it's become like so important. So I could definitely see that yeah. the struggle right. is, is hard. Yeah, I think it's really more the hype. I feel like you know, I definitely have felt that way before, and there days that I definitely feel that way but you know ultimately like God decides what your income is going to be I pers- I believe that um and whether you're on Instagram or not you know I I, see, I just it's a very it's a very hard hard line it, it really is yeah yeah. So what products are you excited about for the spring? So I have this amazing new cap that I got in um, that has this, like, gorgeous brim that is has, like, a – it's almost like a smoky tie-dye pattern, so I'm really excited about Ooh. that. And then I'm really excited for um, my own custom scarves that I'm, <gasps> I'm in. They're in production. So those are going to be – we're having two drops this season. Drop one is going to be like mainly things that I've like hand embellished myself. And then drop two will be some of the pre-manufactured products that I'll probably end up embellishing myself as well when they come in. Um, but uh, that'll be drop two. So hopefully the scarves will be included in that. Um, so yeah. Ooh, I am so excited yeah. because you yeah. said um, Me too. tie-dye, which, which mm-hmm. I love. Yeah, there's a lot of tie-dye. Yeah, yeah. and, and actually they did a recent, um, I don't know if you watched Project One, Runway, but with I used to. <laughs> yeah, I used to. And I just I and they had this whole challenge based off of tie dye recently. Like, oh, that's so cool! One episode or two episodes ago, so you could check that out. And then I, I will. saw scarves are having a major moment. Like even in are terms they really? Of, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed like most women, at least in Chicago, I don't know about New York, but at least in Chicago, they really want scarves. They really do want scarves in the summer. So that's kind of why I was pushing to do this now. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of fun things you could do with them. Like you could put it, mm-hmm. you could put it on a on a handbag. You could tie it around your wrist. Right. You could mm-hmm. like there's just like make it into you know, a headband. Yeah, yeah. Put it and then totally cover your hair with it. Whatever you know, like it's just right. very. Um, you can transform your whole look. So it's it's. I'm yeah. very excited. <laughs> and be super comfortable as well. That's yes. kind of that's my yes. goal. So what are your goals yeah. for the future of your brand? Sure. So, um, you know, I would like to be in more stories. I would like to, uh, like, eventually, like, long-term goal is to really have my own warehouse and my own place where everything is created and not be the only one creating shipping. And I'm the only one who does everything. Basically, I do everything for the business on my own. My husband helps with some of the, like, IT behind the website. But I do from, you know, researching to packing your order, um, that's all me. So I'd love to hire on more people and really have like it outside of my house and have like a space where people can come shop, like a studio of sorts, and also like a warehouse where it's all happening in-house in the U.S., you know, only like here. So that's kind of my goal. But that's very long-term. Yeah, yeah. and I see, I see very good things in your future. I Thanks, I hope. Thank you. I love your energy, and I thank you so much for, you know, inspiring us and, um, you know, just giving – I feel like I connected so much with you. I hope everyone goes and checks out uh, Valerie's Boutique on Instagram and uh, www.valeriesboutique.com and to see all her beautiful ladies, women, babies, accessories. And I'm excited to see your new spring collection. Thank you so much. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Have a great, great day. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Fashion Detour. I'm available for personal styling and personal shopping. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can always reach out to me through my email, michal at thefashiondetour.com. And on Instagram, you're welcome to direct message me at The Fashion Detour for any of your shopping and styling needs and questions. Thank you so much and have a great week.
Misplaced 